Hello, folks, and welcome to the Knickknack Podcast, Season 11, Episode 23. No storyline, parentheticals, crash. Um, and that uh, describes my current state, uh, because I'm recovering from a hypomanic state, and uh, there's always a little bit of a crash afterwards. That's what's currently going on. So I'll be talking about that, uh, as well as a number of other things, I'm sure. Grab your favorite beverage, grab your favorite tobacco product, if you so indulge, and we'll get started. The last episode I created, um, I kind of had a title issue, um, making my mom think that I was suicidal, which I was not. Um, obviously that was about the topic, but that was about more the philosophical natures of the topic, um, that sort of thing. So I got a text from my stepdad telling me that I freaked out my mom, so I had to put out that fire. Um, it ended with a rather nice dinner with my mom, uh, my sister, and my nephew. Um, and during the course of dinner, my mom uh, brought up the idea of me watching my nephew for a while while my sister went out on a date. Um, and that happened today, and I gotta say, it went fairly well. He made poopy in his um, pull-up, and I successfully dealt with the issue and kept myself occupied, and my sister got me to watch... Um, the Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, and I started watching that, and Rory is kind of having some issues with her career, kind of floundering about, and uh, I couldn't help but think, gee, that parallels my life story in a lot of ways, kind of floundering about, um, you know, no real footing, no real direction, no storyline. Um, of course, in that case, the storyline is that she has no storyline, and that creates drama, and that creates an interesting thing. Uh, in real life, though, not having a storyline, for me, kind of uh, looks like a little bit of hope and inspiration on something, and then the hope and inspiration kind of falls down, and you're left going, why was I feeling hopeful and insp inspired for a couple days? Uh, or in a couple weeks in this case. Um, not my, that my interest in psychology or abnormal psychology or any of the things that I've been talking about recently has really dissipated. It's just reached that point of crash. Um, and, you know, this idea of the realities of, this, of the situation, the reality of, you know, gee, I have to take the GRE, gee, I have to look at my college transcript and, you know, kind of see how to present it in a way that I might be admitted into a graduate school, and it's just overwhelming to say the least. Um, and a lot of this is um, kind of based on just struggles and trying to find my place. Um, it's hard to find my place in the world and where I live, um, and I'm still living on anxiety at the moment, and the anxiety really, of course, is surrounding getting this disability renewal, and, you know, my life is kind of on pause until I get that, um, and there's no real 
I can, you know, go on all the manic, uh, hypomanic states I want, but there's nothing that's going to take away that basic problem because that basic problem is about maintaining the status quo. And if I can't maintain the status quo, then I'm really in trouble. So, um, you know, the issue becomes not only how do I kind of take my life and get it going in a direction that I want it to go, um, it's also how do I take my life and keep it going in the direction that it's currently going. Um, and it's just a complicated situation. Um, and if you're hearing that background noise, that's the cat playing with all my lighters. Um, sorry about that. But uh, yeah, the it, it's complicated right now because I'm waiting. And I'm just waiting for this fucking letter and I really can't do anything but try and distract myself until I get this fucking letter um and it sucks and it's just you know it's that's a point in a storyline that's all that is it's a point it's a dramatic moment but it's not a resolution it's not on anything it's just you know a state in a storyline that needs to resolve itself um and I don't know. It's hard to just sit here in the in this moment and to try and cope with it, and to try and cope with my vulnerability, and to try and cope with the fact that you know I don't have any real direction. And a lot of the thing that's driving this is I have a lot of friends, my circle of friends at the moment. Is you know they're all in school, they're all you know working on their upward mobility, and you know I I'm sitting here with downward mobility uh if anything and it's just kind of difficult um it's more difficult by the fact that the cat is playing with my lighters um this is just the way it goes so um i don't really know what my next step is i don't know where i'm going i don't know you know, even if I have a storyline anymore, you know, it could be that if I'm lucky, um, I just continue the, down the path that I'm going, um, which is really going nowhere fast. Um, and it's just, I don't like the, I don't relish the idea of continuing to go nowhere. Um, you know, the point of life is to do something. Um, but much like with activism right now, you know, with all these social pressures of, you know, fasc fascism coming back, um, you know, Donald Trump being a dickhead, um, all these things are really challenging and they make me want to do something. Um, but I don't know what that something is. I don't know what I can possibly do. Um, and it's just this global, infuriating feeling of not having anything that I can do. I feel helpless and powerless and, you know, what can you do? Um, I don't have any solutions and I'm just, you know, ranting at 3 o'clock in the morning um, because... I felt this uproar of emotion that I can't resolve, and, you know, I have historically turned to this podcast as a cheap psychologist, so, um, unfortunately, you don't have any interventions for me because you're just sitting there listening to this podcast. So, um, 
I don't know. I, I've had several instances where I've intervened myself. Um, I had an interaction with a friend where I was trying to get help getting the cat spayed um, and taking care of that. And um, I was, you know, I can't, I don't have a car, so I can't get there on my own. Um, so the cat's going to need surgery and coming back from surgery, the cat's going to be groggy or whatever else. So I need a ride. Um, and I was being very clingy and very, can you please give me a ride? You know, I don't want to set this appointment yet. I, you know, I was kind of dumping. I felt like I was dumping. Um, and then in the course of the conversation, my friend and I were having, she said, I can't really talk right now. Um, can we talk later? It's like, okay, sure. But in my head, I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm being over-reliant. I'm completely destroying this relationship. This is terrible. Um, and of course, I have been, been in therapy long enough to know, hey, that's Mr. Anxiety talking. Um, and Mr. Anxiety and I had a conversation, a long conversation, about that wasn't the case at all. I needed to take a deep breath, I needed to calm down, and the situation would resolve itself. I just need, needed to do some evidence testing and it would be fine. Uh, we had more of a conversation today. She was busy doing a spelling bee thing, um, I believe at a local bar, which sounds like a lot of fun, except that I'm bad at spelling, but the point was, um, I did take an anxiety trip. Um, so, I mean, I'm good enough at interventions to say, hey, I was taking an anxiety trip, that's what that was. You know, none of the things that I was really worried about are true, um, so I can theoretically breathe and move on to the next um, ter terribly anxiety-inducing um, drama in my life. Um, but as I said before, um, my life has no real storyline at the moment. It's just waiting, 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 waiting. And, you know, as interested in psychology as, I'm in, as I am, you know, as much as I want to, um, you know, volunteer and help somebody else and, you know, maybe learn a bit about myself by helping somebody else and, you know, getting a better understanding of bipolar and the way it works, um, through the lens of somebody else's eyes. Um, I also, you know, it, there is a process to that. You can't just say, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be a peer advocate to, on Tuesday and it'll be great and everything will be, um, you know, established and wonderful. Um, it takes longer than that. You have to do training. You have to, you know, take several steps before you can, um, cross that bridge. Um, and the problem with the state I'm in now is, you know, it's just a matter of, um, waiting to cross the, waiting to cross that bridge. Um, and, you know, it's, it all comes down to waiting. And it's really unfortunate because, you know, I feel all this angst, I feel this, need and compulsion to do something now and there's just really nothing to be done other than you know the small things that I'm doing and it's not as if the small things that I'm doing are insignificant um went to game night again this week after having injured my knee last week and you know being out of it for a week not being able to go anywhere or do anything um and 
this week I was able to go. I had to drag myself out of the house to make myself go, but I went. Um, and I went a long way towards making a new friend and got a ride home, and that was good. And maybe we're going to play Settlers of Catan next week, and that's a game I know, unlike every other game I'm playing, which is just kind of a, okay, here's a new game, and you're under social pressure, and you have to learn the game. Congratulations. Good luck. Um... You know, may you succeed in under social, uh, under a anxious social setting. Um, and that's, you know, that's what it's been. It's been good. I'm making friends. I'm feeling like I'm part of geek culture again. Um, there are a lot of important strides I'm making, but it's also a rough, uh, rough spot in the journey, uh, as is everything right now, um, but it's at least that's something proactive, you know, again, going back to talking with my therapist, you know, it's been about planting trees, planting trees in the forest of a new life, or an expanded life, or however you want to look at it, um, but it takes a while to go grow trees, it takes a long time, and you have to start from seeds, and you have to nurture them, and it's a process, um, and waiting is the hardest part, as Tom Petty said, and I think that's the second time I've quoted Tom Petty, um, but it's a relevant quote, and, uh, relevant to what I'm doing with life right now, I'm just kind of waiting, um, at the moment I am in the 747 flying from San Francisco to Sydney. I don't really want to fly from San Francisco to Sydney. I don't really want to be flying at all. Um, but it's the only thing I can think of to do. Um, and I, I hate that. I hate the feeling like, um, you know, I, I'm just doing something because I'm comfortable with it and because I know it. Um, I feel like I should be doing something because it's right, because I'm motivated to do it. Um, you know, I, I really want to be, um, connected with the things that I'm doing, um, not just robotically going through life. So, again, um, it comes down to tolerance and, you know, coming up with interventions to anxiety and trying to get a solution. Um, I just... You know, um, the Gilmore Girls summarized it well, you know, I'm behind in life, um, because all my peers are, you know, they've gotten, gone back, or they're going back to get master's degrees, or they're working towards it, or they have their master's degree, and now they have their career, and hey, part of their career looks like what my career should have looked like. Um, it's difficult to take, and I know it's a generational struggle. Um, so I know I'm not alone. Uh, this is very much the millennial generational challenge. You do everything right. You tick all the boxes. And when you finish college, the economy crashes and nothing is ever the same again. And, you know, I think we're past the boom and bust cycle. I think we've kind of permanently busted. I think things are cha have changed. I don't think they're ever going to be the same again. Because we've reached that point where the bachelor's degree is essentially meaningless. And now everybody's going back to get a master's degree or a PhD. Well, what happens when everybody has a master's degree or PhD? There's still not going to be enough jobs out there to um, meet the demand. And we're going to be in the same problem. And there's going to be a lot of us 
um, whether we have master's degrees or PhDs or not, that are just going to be left sitting. Um, and I know I'm not the only one left sitting, but it really sucks to be just left sitting here holding the bag, being society's joke. And, you know, that really is what this being this generation seems to be. Um, there was a post that I shared on Facebook, uh, kind of of all the derogatory headlines uh, about millennials, and I get really fucking sick and tired of these derogatory headlines about millennials, partly because um, I'm an older millennial. I was born in 84, so, you know, I don't think that I'm what most of those articles are describing. Um, I'm more the central theme of, hey, I got my college degree, I did everything right, and suddenly the world's not working out the way I thought it was. That's, to me, the story and the struggle of the millennial, not the, we're making McDonald's fall apart, or we're not brand loyal, or we're not X, Y, or Z. Um, and a lot of this is, I would say, mostly baby boomers and their expectations of us. You know, they expect us to live the world the life that they carved out for us. Well, the life that they carved out for us is no longer there. So, yeah, I have some peers that are married and have two kids and a car and a wife and all that crap. Um, but part of... I'd, I'd say really that's not what I want, but... Or at least not the family life, not the standard suburban life. I would like an urban life in which I have an apartment. I have theoret hopefully that Seattle basement apartment back and you know I'm independent and maybe I have a girlfriend or, or a boyfriend but I you know I have some sort of meaningful occupation and I'm living in a city. That's what I want. Um, and living in Chico and be being reliant on family and a few select friends is not that. Um, and I don't know how ever I'm ever going to get that. Um, things, you know, I seem to have downward mobil mobility, not upward mobility, which of course is comorbid with being bipolar. There's a strong uh, correlation between low socioeconomic status and being diagnosed with a mental illness. Um, and I think there's a reason for that. I think um, the disease puts people in a position to where they can't meet their socioeconomic potential, um, they, and they suffer. Um, and I think um, it's also a factor of people with low socioeconomic status to begin with um, that are afflicted with mental illness don't ever have a chance to get upward mobility. Um, in my case, I have downward mobility because I was raised in a middle-class home, middle-class to upper-class home, um, and certain expectations were brought upon me, boomer expectations, um, and I wasn't able to meet those expectations, so downward mobility, here we come. Um, and like I said, I think that's the core struggle of this generation, and I think that's a core that um, a year in the life, Gilmore Girls' a year in the life, re really strikes upon, and I think that's well written, and I think that's a good thing to hit upon. Um, but the generational question that we don't answer, that we haven't been able to answer so far, so far as I know, is how do we overcome the struggle? What do we create that enables us to thrive or survive? 
um, and that really requires um, overthrowing the current system and the boomers are in charge and they are entrenched and they want to maintain the system they they've always known and understand um, and their parents have given them they want to maintain this capitalism boom and bust cycle and they always think that it's going to get better and that it's going to grow and it's going to flourish um, newsflash it's not going to get better it's not going to grow it's not going to flourish it's going to either stay the way it is or get worse and with Trump uh, it's probably going to get worse so the question is on us really uh, how are we going to change this how are we going to upset the apple cart uh, because the apple cart folks is rigged um, as George Carlin said you know it's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it um, I'm not asleep uh, a generational phrase is get woke um, what do we do once we're woke uh, that's the big question and that's a question I don't have an answer to um, and I guess for all my for all my love in the social sciences and for all my hope that you know as unscientific as they may be I do hold out this hope that they may give me the answer somewhere somehow some way um, and I have a shitload of reading to do uh, reading a book that my friend lent me on revolutions um, I have a book that a friend bought me about uh, the Egyptian revolution um, and I also have this abnormal psychology textbook that I want to get through I fell asleep during the lecture so I didn't get all the way through all that and I'm reading bipolar for dummies and I'm sure there's a lot of other things that I should be reading so um, I've got all this stuff to read I don't want to do the reading um, so in that sense, it's all already like I'm back in college. Here's the assigned reading. I don't want to do it. No, 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 no. Um, you know, so, um, I'm throwing a fit, basically, is what's happening. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's what's happening. I'm throwing a fit, um, and it's not productive, and I shouldn't be throwing a fit. I'm too old to throw a fit, but god fucking damn it, shit, piss, cunk cocksucking motherfucker tits I'm throwing a goddamn fit um, so that's what it is uh, for now I'm sorry about the cat noises um, we've hit the 22 minute mark so I think I'm done I'm sure I'll have more to say soon um, like I said this season's going to be a long season because I've decided I've committed to um, having more podcast space and creating more podcasts so even though uh, I'm not garnering as many listeners per episode. Um, I'm still doing this because it's for me. Um, but I, in, I am um, humbled by the fact that people listen to it. So if you have feedback for me, N-I-C-N-A-C-J-A-K at gmail.com. And uh, knickknackjack.net is where you can find the blog and the show notes. Not that anybody reads the show notes, but if you ever want them, they're there. Till next time, stay safe, stay sane, happy railroading, happy landings. Bye. <laughs>